Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, November the 6th, 2022. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are talking booze and more specifically, a 30-plus day alcohol experiment. Not drinking alcohol for at least 30 days, what it's like, what the effects are, um, Probably oddly enough, most adults have never done that past the age of of 21, if we're being honest. Probably not past the age of 16, 17, or 18 for a lot of us, especially uh, young misfits like myself um, and Heather. So that's what we're talking about today. We'll go into detail. Um, I know you guys have been waiting for this episode for a long time, so we'll kind of give you um, everything we can here. But before I jump off, a couple of quick housekeeping things. One, our last challenge is kicking off here in a couple of days. It's our 30 for 30 challenge. This in terms of programming is probably something I am uh, super proud of just because I do uh, think the protocols, they they test you uh, and they're going to challenge you guys. If you have holes in your fitness game, this is definitely a program um, that's going to expose them for sure. We're going to take you guys through all the different protocols. Each week, uh, the underlying format is the same, but the protocols are going to be different. Uh, No two... uh, Workouts, I guess, are uh, alike, and it's going to uh, to rip your face off in like the healthiest uh, way possible. And I know a lot of people kind of you know tank it towards the end of the year between like Thanksgiving and uh, the New Year. Most people they move less, uh, they eat more, they drink more for sure, and uh, you just kind of find yourself feeling like a bag of shit come uh, the New Year. And that's why we're running it right now. Hopefully you guys can avoid that. We'll kind of map out uh, some healthy habits throughout. You guys have full access to everything in the app. Uh, you'll get access to a private Facebook group. All the workout stuff's done for you. You get access to all our nutrition content as well. Uh, what is the site? Is it jeremyscottfitness.challenge? app slash challenge. Uh, the link will be in the show notes, you guys. You can do a week for free uh, and check it out. And honestly, to do the entire challenge with us, it's a couple of pennies a day. Uh, Again, it's free for app subscribers. You're not going to find a better deal. Uh, Again, this is a great, if you like fitness at all or you're looking to be active and mobile, this is for you. Dumbbells and a bench, you guys can get it done from anywhere. So even if you travel during the holidays, you guys can crush this. Hit me up if you got a question. Otherwise, look at the link in the bio, links in my Instagram bio and on my stories every day as well. Also on our email newsletter, if you guys want to get on that, hit me up. You'll see it come through, jeremyscottfitness.app slash challenge. Join for free. And you can do the whole thing for a couple of pennies if you like it once it starts. We kick off on November the 14th. All the week one info will be loaded on the 13th. So I hope to see you kids in there sooner than later. And you guys already know this episode is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. The one thing I take every single day and I never miss. If you guys want to get some Athletic Greens, we'll give you a year supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with order one. Athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott gets you that deal. If you guys want a free sample, 100% on me, shoot me a DM, send us an email with all your info. We will mail one right to you. I don't care what state, country, providence you live in. We will get you a sample. It's going to be cold and flu season here. It's coming up quick. You guys don't want to get sick. You don't want to feel like shit. This is an easy way to cover the gaps in nutrition, especially if you do travel and you do find yourself eating more sugar and drinking more booze than normal. At least this is going to get you all the micronutrients and the antioxidant equivalent to like 10 to 12 servings of fruits and veggies a day in one simple pack. So you can travel with it, 
rip the pack, throw it in water, drink it. And even if you ate like a complete butthead uh, the rest of the day, you at least did something awesome for your body. So I take it with me everywhere I go. We've been traveling a lot. It's been a lifesaver for myself and Heather. So if you guys want to get it right now, we'll give you the vitamin D for a year and five fruit packs, Jeremy's Got Fitness, excuse me, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy's Got Fitness, or hit me up for a free sample and we'll get you one today. And last but not least, our friends at Beam CBD. BeamTLC.com. This is the product that we tend to take for sleep each night. It's the Beam Dream product. Uh, CBD, melatonin. There's no THC in it. You won't get high. Uh, it's not habit forming. You won't wake up feeling groggy. It'll just help you get to sleep and more importantly, stay asleep. Uh, if you put in the code Jeremy Scott, you'll always get 20% off all products, 35% off all subscriptions, which is a smoking deal. And uh, if you want to try the Dream product, I'll send you five free nights for free. Uh, nobody else is doing that, but I'm happy to ship you guys it. You can try it for a week. If it helps you sleep, you can order it at a discount and everybody wins. Also, we do have a bunch of these new, uh, what are these elevate the hydration packets, the hydration plus collagen packets. And so they're also great for recovery because they have BCAs in them. And then you have the collagen for joint support and all of the other benefits of collagen, plus all of the electrolytes. So I've started taking the Elevate, and I really like it. I've been trying to do every morning a hydration packet with my water, um, which has helped me a lot feel just more um, obviously hydrated, but not as fatigued, which I need. (laughs) So uh, it'll be on the Beam site, but if you guys want a free sample pack, I probably have about 100... Uh, laying around here so again we'll ship you a sample of the dream and i'll ship you a sample of the elevate if you want both ask for both if you want one or the other we'll hit you up with that easy stuff you guys can add into your day it's not rocket science and uh just helpful stuff that we use that we think can help you too so check it out the link for all the other sponsors is in the show notes because i am too lazy and i don't want to waste any more of your time talking about that bullshit so Here we are. Heather is finally back on the podcast after two years. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for uh, working with my travel schedule. It's been busy, for sure. So if we just roll into it, um, or do you want to talk about what you've been doing? It's up to you. We can talk about what we've been doing. Okay. Let's talk about (laughs) that. Where do you want to start? Wherever you want to start. Um... When were I you, guess we had probably, what, were you, three weekends in a row of... When's the last time you were here? <clears throat> I think it was in, was it September? Probably. I don't think I did one in October. It October was a blur. It, um, it's all... Basically, it was in Seattle, Flagstaff, San Diego, Colorado. You were here September 11th. Wow. Yeah, because then I have Dave Jack and everybody else. Okay. So, yeah, we've been traveling a lot. Uh, you guys, if you follow on Instagram, you probably see our um, life kind of unfold in pictures and video there. So, we have been running around a lot. Heather uh, ran a 10K race uh, in the woods in Flagstaff. Um, couldn't beat these high school kids, but she did pretty good. Uh, yeah, it was a challenge for sure with the altitude because, like, Flagstaff's downtown is 7,000 feet elevation and then in the Nordic village is where they had the Flagstaff marathon, the half marathon and a 10 K run. And I, I like to run maybe like a few miles here and there. 
uh, more of a trail runner and I've done half marathon before. It's just not really my thing. I'm more of a, a sprinter. And so I decided to challenge myself and I signed up for this run, which was crazy hard because of the altitude. I feel like I was gasping for air the entire time, but I was about, so it was about to turn 37. I just turned 37. So I wanted to do something to kind of wake myself up a little bit. And, um, yeah, I did pretty good for not training that hard for it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you could tell that some of the people there were, and I say high school kids, they may be college. I don't know, but you can just tell like these kids are going to be burners. Mm -hmm. And the one kid, I don't forget what the 10 K was, but it was like 30, seven minutes or 38 minutes he did a 10k and i'm like damn dude Mm -hmm. like and it's not like a flat yeah it's not a flat race you're running no it's hilly and the whole entire time so that's challenging and it's so it's more of a mountain course and it's through the forest and it was absolutely beautiful i highly recommend it um in the fall because we timed it right with all of the aspens the trees changing it's like a hallmark movie (laughs) I this made so, Jeremy this is so magical. Yeah. <laughs> I always like to go up there in the fall and uh, do some fall hiking and just make a fall weekend out of it. So I dragged dragged Jeremy along with me and we had a great time. Great weather right before the snowstorm. The first storm was hitting. We left, which timed that right. No, the, the weather was probably about perfect. So it was mm-hmm. the best. Yeah, because it started pouring rain. Mm hmm. That would have sucked, dude. That would be really hard to run. And <laughs> yeah. So we did that. Then we were in San Diego um, for a friend's wedding, which on Cornell Island, which not a lot of places better you could pick to probably get married. Um, so that was fun. We did that. Then we headed to Colorado, to Durango. Just got back from Colorado. This w- on Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. No. Love Durango. We have friends now that live there, and I really wanted to experience Durango for my birthday, so we decided to drive out there and, again, timed it right with the weather and was able to explore, hike, um, do the hot springs. Uh, What else? Oh, yeah, Durango. Go downtown, ride bikes along the river. It was fun. Yeah, there's, it has way more than, first of all, Durango sucks. Don't go there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's way more there than should be there for a town of 20,000 people. Yeah. Like if you think if you, hey, I live in Nebraska or Wisconsin or, you know, Washington, and I live in a town of 20,000 people, you maybe have one decent restaurant mm-hmm. and or they, okay coffee shop. Yeah, they have quite a few and, and like food truck scene mm-hmm. and everything is so healthy. You know, I don't want to interrupt you, but. I was talking to, we have friends who live there and I'm going to interrupt you. Uh, and then we have uh, clients who live there too. And Mike was telling me today, he's like, did you try that like chicken bowl at the food truck place? I was going to tell you about it, but I didn't think you could find it. Oddly enough, like you ate it anyway. Avalanche bowl. <clears throat> yeah. The food is really good there. They have a, a variety of bowls. Um, I was going to tag them on Instagram, but they don't have really an Instagram, no. but very good. Mine was like a... I think it was called the Aloha Bowl, but it was like a kind of a Hawaiian barbecue chicken bowl, but they have like all different types and all real farm to table ingredients, which most of, I feel like the restaurants there, that's just Colorado in general, general reminds me of, um, the Northwest. 
Yeah, we did. We went hiking, and then uh, because of the elevation change, there was way more snow uh, at the top than we were anticipating. And we have like, we have poles, we have cleats, we have all that stuff. We just left it in the truck because I'm like, I just didn't think we we're gonna need it. And it was like beautiful sunny day, and at the bottom it was completely dry, but we quickly gained elevation and it was like a straight incline hike i forget the elevation change but i think it's like two thousand feet steve mm-hmm. was saying like from the bottom to the top but towards the top there's snow and ice and i'm going up and i'm looking i'm like i'm gonna have to find a stick or something to come down or i'm gonna die like literally i don't how think... awesome was the stick that i found for you i still have it in my truck i, I kept it so it I was need... like the perfect hiking stick but yeah, looked very uh mountaineer-ish i i got through it without sticks but (laughs) it's because of my shoes i had like the perfect hiking kind of trail traction shoe on so yeah it was not shout out to hoka brand i'm like obsessed with them now (laughs) a lot of people wear them here yeah for running too depending on what type of shoe you get uh so we did that and then uh coming back i'll just tell us real quick and we'll get into it we are coming back. So we moved this trip anyway, just because of the dates and the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think the day after we left, the purgatory gets like 20 inches of snow or something crazy. Um, and I didn't want to be in a snowstorm. And honestly, I don't want to be there when it's like cloudy and gray or raining. It yeah. just makes the trip suck. Um, and not like we live in sun all the time. So it's not like we're, I'm opposed to it not being. We just want a nice fall weather to explore and. Yeah, like it's, and you go to the hot springs there, which are natural, and you're just sitting in these pools of water that bubble up from the earth. If it's pouring rain, it's just not the same Mm -hmm. uh, experience. We're soft. This is how we are. Um, So we moved the trip up, and so we're heading back. And uh, it's like seven hours from Scottsdale. And the drive back, you drive through the res. I think we're on reservation land for probably four hours, depending on which route you go. But we went from like kind of Arizona to New Mexico and then cut over to Colorado. So there's a lot of reservation land in New Mexico and Arizona that we pass through. Um, but it's, there's some really deserted areas and we were in a very deserted area. Yeah. Now some of the, like when you're driving that, some of the parts are super cool. Yeah. Like you can get these rock formations that mm-hmm. just don't make any sense and you get the coloring of you know, kind of like Sedona mm-hmm. in the distance. Red rocks and orange and. But then there's the areas that look like um, Burning Man, Mad, Mad Max. Like yeah. it's just. Not a soul in sight. No. And there's really no shoulder. And it's just not a place you want to be when... You have car trouble. <laughs> yeah. So, we're driving along, and I'm, I'm going to... And I'm just passing people like normal. Um, again, I got a big, uh, just F-150, and I floor it, and I'm going like 75, 80, and I can just tell it just feels off to me. Like, the power feels like it's, it's not quite there. And I've, you know... If my dad is listening to this, he can attest to this. I've driven shitty cars uh, my whole life. So any car problem you, you can think, I've pretty much had it. So I've been here in Phoenix where my um, transmissions died on the I-10 before. And you start going 20 miles an hour, and I have to find an exit. My Actually, my, in my beautiful Honda 2008 Accord, one time the alternator died on Scottsdale Road, and I had to get out of my car and push that thing. Behind the dirty, oh yeah, I remember that. Behind the dirty dog saloon, and I had, <laughs> had a call and get a tow. So I'm driving, and it feels kind of like that, but not quite the same. So I'm like, ah, oh, it just felt weird. Maybe something's going on. And then 
five minutes later, you go again. I hit the gas, and I can feel it almost not seize up, but just like something isn't firing or it's catching. And then all of a sudden, my check engine light starts to flash. And meanwhile, we've been trying to listen to a podcast or like we have the Bluetooth on, but then the internet starts cutting out. So like then the podcast wasn't playing or the music wasn't playing and we're like, oh, there must be no internet connection. And service out. Service. Here. And uh, if I know anything about vehicles in my limited capacity from what my old man taught me in front, but Dave, who's married to my mom and he's a complete motorhead, he knows fucking everything. Um, it's when your check engine light is flashing, you have a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can feel it. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'll just put it on cruise at like 60. And I'm like, let's just call Dave um, just to see if there's any words of wisdom, if the phone even works. So I'm trying to talk to him as we're there. It's kind of cutting in and out. Um, you know, let them know what, what road we're on and what mile marker we're at in case we get stranded here and get murdered um, in the middle of nowhere. Long story short, um, I can basically put the car on cruise control at like 50 miles an hour for the next 50 miles to get to this beautiful town called Tuba City. But for a while, we didn't even know how far away we were um, because I was like trying to Google map it and the service was like non-existent. So I was like, oh my gosh, I could tell you were starting to freak out inside. And then like, as you're talking to Dave, it started, we finally got a hold of Dave, but like it was cutting out even when you're talking to him and you gave him, did you already say this? You gave him the mile marker. Yeah. Yeah. And then and, the road um, run. Yeah. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh. Like well, what if we're stranded out here? And I've always said this about myself. You can drop me off in New York city, like in the middle of the city with nothing at two in the morning. I'll figure it out. You drop me in the middle of the woods, dude, at 2 a.m. It's panic. Because, mm-hmm. like, again, you're in the, there's nothing out there. Yeah. No animals. There's no trees. There's just nothing. So we make it to this amazing tuba city. Um, man, get to AutoZone, plug my car in. It kind of gives you a, a, a guess of what's wrong. The basic spark plug and a coil, dude. Like the most basic thing on the planet. And luckily, you know, if you believe in God or the universe, um, they had those things at, uh, at AutoZone and I'm like, Hey man, do you guys, I have no tools with me. I don't have anything. I'm like, do you have anybody who can put them in? Um, yeah, we got two places in town brings us over to Cal's auto body shop and dude, bless their hearts. Um, it's not what you're used to, uh, in a normal city. Their intake form is not a computer. It's a yellow sheet of paper with lines on it. <laughs> um, they don't give you an estimate. Uh, you don't talk to the mechanic. You just give them the parts and, you tell them, Here, here's what to do. And about an hour and a half later, they come back out, 85 bucks. They're like, you're good to go. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> thanks, guys. And I, just, I thank the mechanics, even though, like, I don't know if he even, I'm sure he speaks English, but he didn't talk yeah. to us at all. And uh, I, I drove maybe 50 miles an hour for the first, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, because like, we were still, like, an hour and a half from Flagstaff. And we're like, if we just can make it to Flagstaff, which is, like, you know, the next biggest city that has everything will be fine <laughs> yeah and then after a while like obviously the thing is just cruising and it's like it was a simple fix and easy but we're so grateful they were able to get us in and Dude, we didn't have to wait too long that's another example of because that i wasn't going to make it 10 more miles it just wasn't it mm-hmm. wasn't going to keep going it just would have stopped and and I we s- supported a small family native american family business um which was cool yeah, like we would never would have obviously stopped there, done and they anything. Were, yeah, they were really sweet in the office. It's just, uh, yeah, it just was like, 
there, scary because we're just we didn't know if we were gonna have issues. We still had what three and a half hours left. Yeah. And I'm but like, we made it. <laughs> yeah. Well, if they don't have any parts, if they don't have anybody to fix it, you're yeah. staying there. And I'm like, and it was my birthday. <laughs> yeah. Happy, happy birthday. <laughs> Which I'm not like, oh my gosh, like one of those annoying people that it's like, it's my birthday, you no. know? <laughs> well, like, just I, get me home. <laughs> I say like that's, you know, with, with things like that, like especially if it's me specifically, I'm the luckiest, like unlucky person with that stuff when it happens. I go, because if that happens a hundred miles before that. Well, and we're when, screwed. even when we got into Flagstaff, like the storm was rolling in. Yes. Um, it was getting really windy and stormy out. And so I know they got snow like up in the mountain, uh, downtown too. But yeah, we timed it right. <laughs> it could have been way worse. And so that's a moment where you're like, you know what? I'm just super grateful that I have a vehicle. I have money. You met people who could fix it at the right time. It wasn't two o'clock in the morning. It wasn't, you know, downpour yeah. raining. Um, it didn't happen 50 miles earlier. It didn't happen 50 miles later. It's just one of those. You just hopefully when that, those types of luxury problems happen to you guys like me, you just have this moment of gratitude like, man, this could have been a thousand times worse right. and sucked. And I could have been stranded in the middle of nowhere um, with no cell phone It was kind of like a dust storm too at that point. <laughs> Oh yeah, it was uh, not the most beautiful scenario, but that's what we've been doing. So now we're here. Yes. And we're back. And Heather <laughs> wanted to do this 30 plus day alcohol experiment for a handful of reasons. Um, I'll let you articulate why and how and we'll go into detail on all of it. Yeah, so I had mentioned it in the, was it maybe a couple episodes ago when we were talking about boundaries and burnout. Um, so this year was like a crazy busy year, you know, 2022, you know, post pandemic years, uh, filled with like a lot of work travel, um, which was great, you know, to finally have that back and entertaining visitors, you know, gatherings with friends, special events, vacations, you name it, everything was going on and I was taking full advantage of it. <laughs> and so, Towards the end of the year, the end of summer, I just was feeling just not great. I was feeling unhealthy and I just wanted a break because it was so much back to back. And um, it had been a while since I've taken like over a month off from drinking. drinking, And so I was like, I really want to do this. Can you um, remember the last time you've done it? I, I've done like all. Like for a 47 day, you did it. Yeah, I've gone like a couple months before. Um, but. For the most part, usually I would go, you know, a couple weeks here and there, a few weeks. Um, this was like before the pandemic. <laughs> and, uh, but this time it was all about my mental and internal health benefits, not physical. Obviously that's like a great result of it. But in the past, if I did one of our challenges, like you m mentioned, one of the fitness challenges, or I was trying to get ready for an event or a vacation, then I would cut out drinking solely just because of how I wanted to look, you know? The vanity part. Yeah. And so this time it was more how do I want to feel and also just learning more about health in general and what alcohol does to your health. And I, you know, started listening to more health and wellness podcasts with a variety of doctors and experts. Um, not just about alcohol and your health, but just everything about, um, you know, just taking care of 
taking care of your well-being. And so um, one of the podcasts that really stuck with me was Andrew Huberman, who's a Stanford neuroscience professor, and he did one about alcohol in your health, which I highly recommend if you're curious, definitely listen to that one. It's all, it's very scientific, but he, you know, explains everything so well in detail. And then let me give you the breakdown of it. Um, <laughs> alcohol is awful for you in every way. And there's nothing good that comes from there's it. no benefits to it. I'm not saying don't drink. I'm not saying I don't. I'm not saying you should. I go, but that's literally there is not a, a health benefit to it. To be me. honest, the the podcast actually scared me after I listened to it. I probably should listen to it again. <laughs> and I also bought a book called The Alcohol Experiment by Annie Grace, which has like a 30-day challenge in it. And it also just kind of helps you understand more about your relationship or people in general, their relationship with alcohol in like our modern society and culture. And so... You know, at this point, I was burnt out from just work and personal, you know, all doing all the things, saying yes to every commitment. I'm the type of person that I will just overcommit myself. I want to do all the things all the time. And then I burn myself, run myself ragged. And <laughs> Jeremy knows it's something I continue, I, I need to focus on more. The, kid, and, the kids call that FOMO. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fear yeah, of missing, missing out. out. Right. That's me. And I just was like, Heather, you need to slow down. And and we had a crazy busy year of JSF. Like I've been helping you a ton this year with the app launch and constantly trying to create more content and just help you when I can. And so it just was a lot. And so at the end of summer, I went on one last trip for the summer, which was my good friend Janelle's 40th birthday and bachelorette party in Nashville. <laughs> no, nobody drinks in Nashville. It's a super healthy place. Which was a blast. But after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to start this 30-day plus challenge and see how I feel. Because I've been, to be honest, I've been really struggling, I think even since, well, probably since 2020, like everyone else with anxiety, just kind of managing my stress, which which I've always had issues with how to manage my stress. Um, I felt very fatigued. I've had gut health issues and just kind of controlling my emotions have been like a roller coaster, which I think it had a lot to do with my hormones as well. And so I was like, I'm going to cut out alcohol and um, just really focus on creating a new routine Everything from meditating in the morning, um, obviously exercise, journaling, eating nutritious food. And so I did that for about 35 days and I felt amazing. And just a fun fact, it takes 30 days for your body and brain to rebalance after drinking to have it completely exit your system. So that was something new I learned that at 37 you'd think, you would think we would all know that at this point, but they don't teach you that. <laughs> no, no education around it. Zero. And so uh, I, over the 35 days, which I highly re recommend that book if you're looking for kind of a guide and it um, goes, you know, one day at a time. And so I'd read it in the morning and do my meditation and my journaling and I started reflecting just back on my relationship with alcohol throughout the years, thinking back to high school and college and then now adulthood. 
And in high school, I really didn't start drinking until maybe junior, more like junior, senior year, attending the occasional parties. But I was a three-sport athlete, and so I didn't want to get in trouble. <laughs> I was so busy. You didn't drink booze till you were a junior in high school? I mean, school. I know I, I did like maybe here and there in like freshman and sophomore year, but I didn't go to that many. I feel like I went to parties more in the later years of high school. Like, do you remember the first time you got drunk, though? I really don't. I was probably like 12. I had to have been like 12? 12. Yeah. Jeremy, that is like so bad. Well, I'm trying to think like when was Nas It Was Written came out? Because I remember two scenarios. One, like Connor was with me, my best friend. And we were, I remember because he filled the parents' vodka um, bottle back up with water. Yeah. And we thought we were so slick. And like a week later, they're like, hey, dipshits. But I remember we were, we were mixing um, Mellow Yellow, if you guys remember Mellow Yellow. I and, don't even know what that is. And it was like a shitty version of Mountain Dew. My, oh, he, yeah, yeah. Everybody, they had a, a, even like a, what's the movie with uh, Tom Cruise? Um, Days of Thunder. Never seen like a, it. Didn't he have like a mellow yellow car? I think he did. Um, somebody fact checked me on that. Anyways, I remember doing that and just being like so dizzy and be like, oh, this is what drunk feels like. Just like, yeah, I probably had been like 12 or 13, like real young. That's so young. Yeah. Dude, and it was all downhill from there. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure it was freshman year. I remember going to my first party freshman year. But um, yeah, so it just kind of opened up some thoughts. And, you know, it was a good time to just reflect on everything. And so um, I once and then I started reflecting on college and you know how college is. And I really wasn't prepared for like what college lifestyle would be like and I had a blast but I was really naive I feel like when I got into WSU and I knew it was a party school but wow like that was a whole different experience and I mean it was crazy when I look back well I feel like the people who don't like in my experience the kids who never drank or like did any drugs and I'm not saying go out and drink and do drugs like in high school like that's not the message here but the kids who never did anything like that and then they got to college and they weren't with their parents and they were with a different suit and they were like holy shit they didn't know how to control it mm-hmm. does that make sense like they didn't know hey I can't drink 10 beers yeah. or I can drink 10 beers because the person who's done it already kind of understands their tolerance and the risk involved in it and what goes on. And you see that happen because there is no, I don't have an answer, but there is no like education for that. Like, Hey, you know, everybody says use alcohol in moderation, but let's be honest who at 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 is doing that. We're getting lit up. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. The frat parties, all the bars, every sporting event. Yeah. You name it. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it's just what people do in college, which is crazy. And it's sad, actually, cause, because it is really unhealthy. And yet, like, our culture just accepts it. Uh, what's the main thing? Yeah. Is there any – if you obviously, even if you're an athlete, like, you're going to play, like, sports is was my main thing, and then I also go to school. But, you know, you want to go get boozed up so you can hook up with chicks like that's the secondary i mean i hate to sound like a savage but i'm like that's the secondary goal of every dude with a penis like who is like it's just the truth though you know what i mean yeah like and even as a female like your hormones are running high like you're getting boozed up you're making out with like five dudes in a night like doing you know (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I did not make I don't all mean, five guys I don't mean you, night. but, you know, someone who's <laughs> like you, you know, like somebody similar. No, I had my moments in college for sure. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, it just becomes this. And it's really, it, it is really unsafe, honestly. No, it is. You put yourself in dangerous situations. And, uh, you know, I remember, like, frats would get shut down. And it's just things, not... Not a lot of good things come from. No. And again, I'm not saying people don't ever drink alcohol, especially but when you're younger, you don't realize how much damage you can do to your body and the things that can happen to you and the positions you put yourself in. And really, it's probably the advice your parents gave you, like, hey, after midnight, nothing good happens. Right. Because it really does That's doesn't. so true. Um, to go back to your stuff, during the 30 you know, plus days, and you've done this a couple of times, do you notice any improvements of, of anything? Like in your physical body, like for just for me, mm-hmm. watching you, you would wake up at this perfect schedule. Yeah. Every single day, like a robot. Not that you don't do it now, yeah. but it was even a little bit earlier. It a was little a little bit, bit sharper. Yeah, because you're not... Um, I'm not like the spring out of bed person, but no. I'm also not... I don't, I don't ever... Rarely do I hit the snooze button. No. Um, but it does take me a while. I have to drink my coffee and it's like this kind of slow ease into it. But I noticed when you didn't drink booze for that time, it changed from like August to September. It Mm -hmm. was like instant. Yeah. No, I definitely felt more just overall just better. And, um, I did, then it got life got busy again. (laughs) So it was like traveling and for work and for fun and, committing to all the fun events and then I found myself kind of going backwards again into bad habits or old habits and not not meditating in the morning or journaling and um, not waking up yeah as consistently and so from this point on I'm, I'm really trying to focus my goal moving forward and for the rest of the year is just to really space it out be more strategic more intentional as to when I will and when I won't and like when is it really worth it for me and uh, just pick those events now that we're heading into the holidays for example you know I'm gonna wait until this holiday party or um, this trip instead of just having it be all blend together which like when you're like in your version of you're healthy you know you're healthy but you're still drinking alcohol and using it that way what was what's your normal routine like for people because they're probably wondering you know hey just either drink every single day just oh. drink just on the weekends normally i don't drink during the weekdays rarely um and and i my goal is to not do it every weekend which It just depends on the season of life. I feel like lately, again, it kind of started to be more consistent. So, um, but moving forward, I want to space it out, like I mentioned, and maybe every other weekend or just save it for when I have something that I want to do it. And like when you weren't drinking at all during the time, like, do you replace that activity with something else? Because for a lot of people, it's, it's the same way I think about how I would Again, you guys know this. I was addicted to chewing tobacco for, for God knows how many years, and it was super hard to quit. But it, it became like part of every activity I would do. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, I'm gonna study. I'll have a chew. 
Oh, I'm going to, after I get shit faced, I'm going to have a chew. Like after I eat dinner, I'll have one. If I play video games, I'll have one. I'm you. And then when I stop doing it, I'm like, well, what do I do now with this activity? So people with alcohol, it's like, well, I get off work. I have a drink. I watch the game. I have a drink. Mm -hmm. Like, did you replace that with something else? Uh, I guess like my walking in the, in the evenings, like a after dinner sunset walk, which I've always kind of done for yeah. years. <clears throat> or like a Kavita or a Yeah, like I'll water. do like a low sugar kombucha if I want something that, because I do love that wine fermented taste. And that's just so people are clear, wine's your thing. Yes, and I wish I didn't, honestly, I wish I didn't like the taste so much. But um, so just cutting back on that is, that's where I can see a lot of improvement and um because really i don't crave like a beer here and there depending on what we're doing like if it's like a football game or um i'm at the mountain skiing snowboarding but other than that i don't really drink beer much and you wonder like where does that start i know like again i'm we're i think we're all similar right like we're if i'm at a twins game yeah i'll have a beer i'm at a baseball game i'll have a beer but why because there's other scenarios where I don't feel like I would have to have one. It doesn't really make sense. These are all just these cultural things we've kind of learned over time. Like, oh, I'm at the mountain skiing. And I've noticed that about you too. Like, you do drink beer there. Mm -hmm. I think it's because like... You grew up that way? Yeah, like our family ski trips maybe. Because <laughs> you don't. Like, even when we go to the beach, like, you'll have wine mm -hmm. and I'll have a beer. But you don't have a beer at the beach. But you have one when you're snowboarding. I know. It's a weird. I just, I wonder all these habits that we have. It's like, or it was this type of weather, I drink this. Yeah. Or if I sit by a fire, I drink this. If I do this, I'll have that. It's just a weird, I, I wonder where that all really comes from. I guess each one of us is different, but mm -hmm. it's interesting to watch. No, it is. It's, and that's why I think it's important to kind of take time and ask yourself those questions. Like, why are you doing this behavior or um, this habit and and just really kind of dig deep and figure out kind of the root of it all. And again, I'm not saying don't ever do it, but you can replace these things with other things, mm -hmm. um, at least for part of the time to get you out of the habit. Yeah. And, and going back to just like having more anxiety, um, alcohol increases that. So it's like when you do cut it out, like I definitely felt a lot better and, um, there's a misconception of that it's going to help you relax, which really it doesn't. And so just kind of learning more about how your body reacts to it and your mind, I think is helpful. Um, it's been helpful for me and just moving forward, what I want to implement um, those new daily habits or consistent habits moving forward to just feel better overall. Well, and people think it helps them sleep. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't help you sleep. Um, specifically, like your latency, you mm -hmm. do wake up way more. If we're talking specific fitness stuff, your body, it's a poison. That's how it's classified. Yeah, it's a toxin, and it it is so unhealthy for every organ, from your brain to your heart, to your kidneys, to your liver, to your skin, and it's just like... Do you notice, like, your skin was different? Hair at all? Anything? Yeah, I mean, I think my skin... I mean, you have terrible hair and skin, so it's just curious. No. I feel, I feel like 
just getting older, my skin's mm-hmm. taking a toll. But um, yeah, no, I definitely feel like it's brighter and clearer when I don't. Well, it's crazy because like alcohol has the process. Maybe not as dry. Yeah. It has the ability to cross the blood brain barrier. So it's different. It's unique in that way. And it slows down protein synthesis. It, it stops fat oxidation. Well, so and it's it like you dehydrates burn. your whole body. And that's typically where, again, and it leads to, A, my body can't burn fat for all the hours I'm under alcohol. And for most people, obviously, your inhibitions become lower. And you are, I don't know if, even even for you, if you have a couple of drinks, like, you get more loose with your diet. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it makes me hungry, which <clears throat> that's always been an issue. I just want a snack. <laughs> and like, I guess for people, you know, that's, I get a bunch of questions too from Instagram that you can dig into. And people would ask like, you know, how many drinks, you know, would you have per day? Like what's the, what's the normal in one sitting? What's the max you'd have? What does that look like? Me? Yeah. Oh, Per day? Well, no, I don't want to drink every day, (laughs) and I don't. Um, But my goal is just, again, to space it out so not even every week. Um, But it just it depends on the season. Like this last month, I feel like it was quite a bit um, just because we were doing all the fun travels, and and I get caught up in that on vacation mode. (laughs) And you you at a wedding is different than you – Right. Like at home too. Um, but if it's, if it's me, I'm like the max. I won't do more than two. You're really good with, yeah, sticking <clears> to <throat> just two. Um, yeah. I If it's wine, if it's not wine, it's easy for me to do like two. Um, wine, sometimes I can have like three or four. And that's when I'm like, okay, no. Because then I'm going to feel like crap. So. Well, and you watch people... Again, I've, I've done this enough around big group of people where you start to see people go downhill mm-hmm. during the night real fast. It's not cute. <laughs> no. Um, well, it's just people, you realize you become slower in your reactions and your speech and you sound not Dumb. as intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you're not doing that and you watch everybody else, and you're like, oh my God, bro, this is like a fucking train wreck yes. I'm sitting through. Um, and for, if it's me, like I only do two because I'm like, that's where I feel. And if I'm doing it to be social, that's it. I can't do more than that. I, I signed a contract with myself a long time ago, full disclaimer this entire year. One day I had three beers. Uh, I see my best friend typically like once a year and, uh, I had three beers with him. I think he drank six to my three. Um, but he's built for that and I'm not in that kind of shape anymore, but I only do two because I don't want to be the person I used to be. I didn't used to have a healthy relationship with alcohol, and now I do. And you'll uh, have whiskey, but again, you're really good at moderation with that. That's it. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'll have like a two-ounce pour, and that's one. And at the most, I'll have two. And that's usually if we're like at your birthday or at a wedding over the course of multiple hours. Because I don't want to – this is me. I don't want to let something take control over me mm-hmm. like it used to. When's the last time you take took a shot? Because I have not taken a shot. I think it's been like years because I just feel like I'm going to puke and I don't want to do that. I don't need it. If I, I mean, I'm 39, 10 years, right? Yeah. Close. For me, it's definitely been a couple years or longer. I just won't do it. I don't even remember the last time. Because even if like I've been mm-hmm. out to the bar and they order it, I just like have faked it or given it away. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I, I like, I'm, I'll tell the story. I remember the, there's a couple key moments, right? When you're drinking alcohol and 
you realize this is terrible for you and you realize you're starting to grow up. I remember being at the lodge here when it used to be in Old Town Scottsdale. And we're out with our friends at Bar Close, which is like, I think it was 1 a.m. back in the day. And my good buddy Dave is ordering mind erasers at like 1245. And I remember just already being just hammered and super dehydrated and taking a shot at about 1 a.m. And just thinking to myself, why am I doing this? Yeah. Like, what good is going to come from this? I already have a girlfriend. I'm not going to meet anybody here, so I'm not having sex tonight. And I'm going to go sleep on my buddy's futon in his disgusting-ass apartment. I'm going to wake up at 5 in the morning feeling like I got hit by a Mack truck. And then I'm going to drive home. And that's probably, like, the last time I did it. Because I'm just like, there. this is not adding to my life. It's actually, <clears throat> excuse me, taking away from it. Right. What's your most embarrassing story of college? <clears throat> Do you want to? <laughs> I got a couple. If you want to go first, I can go first if you want. Well, I pee, I pee my pants a couple times. Um, that's really not that embarrassing. Uh, yeah, everyone has done that in college, um, I'm pretty sure. But one time, um, I'll tell this one and I'll tell the next one. I'm sorry if I'm coughing. We did a Metcon today and it's st- sticking with me. Um, I remember my best friend and I, we were at this bar. Uh, we're at Shides or Brothers? I forget the name. Anyways, the normal townie bar. And I remember um, just hammered. And I had to pee really bad, but the bar is closing, so they're kicking everybody out. So him and I are standing behind this dumpster, but this dumpster is, like, super close to this brick wall, and I'm probably, like, a foot away from it. And if you're a dude and you're peeing, you got a good velocity to it. You've been holding it. Like, it's going to come out like a, like a fire hose. So we're peeing against this brick wall, and I shit you not, like, we both get done and turn around, and we both have just piss running down both the legs of our pants. And we had to walk probably a good, like, two miles, um back to his place and I just remember seeing like people and our friends and I'm just sitting there walking like yeah this is not a highlight of yeah. my 21 year old life here as I have pee uh running down my pants but it, do you want me to tell my low low story here <laughs> well you mentioned it yesterday okay so I didn't stop drinking after this but this is probably close to the end i mean i've done things like get a ride home in somebody's car and just puke in the back seats and not even put my head out the window which i feel terrible about but yeah i just remember god i have so many i remember riding in the back of this car there's three of us deep in the back of like like a dodge intrepid just like shit box and it's me and this girl katie's next to me and her buddy andy's right there and i remember just being so hammered and you're driving for like 20 minutes and which is not good I just kind of put my head on my hands, like right between my legs, and I just start puking. Gross. And it was probably like a good two inches of puke, like on my shoes, before she's like, hey, guys, um, we should pull over. Jeremy is puking here. And I feel so terrible um, doing that in somebody's car, but I'm like 20 years old at the time, just a knucklehead idiot. Uh, But that didn't stop me from drinking. The moment I knew... I need to stop doing this. One, I, I, I did start getting sick. Uh, a lot of you guys know that. I just started to have like health problems from the way I was drinking and eating and my body just was not... Uh, Functioning. No, it wasn't recovering. It wasn't responding. I really had, you know, I don't know if it's genetics or you name it, like I, because I had this gift of like I could drink a lot of booze um, and handle it to a certain amount of time. But I guess, you know, obviously over the years, it just, it wasn't working. And I remember, oh God, I remember I woke up one morning after just drinking and now 
you have to, let me paint you a picture. In, in my college house, we had a keg fridge, but it was only Budweiser. So just Bud heavy all the time. And my roommate would make this thing called Smash, which you guys are probably familiar is like probably jungle juice for most people. Um, basically Everclear and like high C and all the fruit you would mix oh, it together. Oh yeah, like we called it Spody. <laughs> what was it called? <laughs> that sounds disgusting. What was the also the purple pouch? Do you remember that? No. Probably really bad. And I would, the frat guys, that's so bad. The purple Who, pouch. Yes. I just remember like this oh, purple like- juice. Oh, I think... And I'm like, it's probably something really bad. Like, so ours... You've drank Everclear before? Yeah. So Everclear is green alcohol. If you take a shot of it, which I have, it's like sandpaper in your mouth. Yes. And you can light it on fire and I think run... the worst. Run small engines off of it. I think it's the highest concentrate... And there might... Alcohol content. I believe so. Um, Unless you're making like your own moonshine or something, which somebody from Instagram actually sent me a bottle of whiskey and moonshine um, to our house. I did try it. You remember that? Yeah. Cin- I was not going to try the cinnamon, it. I smelled it. The cinnamon moonshine, yeah. And he sent me a, a bottle of Weller whiskey. Amazing guy. Anyways, um, so we would drink um, either Bud Heavy because it was cheap or I would drink Bud Ice because Bud Ice had a higher alcohol content. So I'm like, and my goal, and this is me, guys. This is not who I am anymore. I grew up around alcohol, alcoholics, the whole thing. Um and my goal was to drink to get fucked up. Like, that was it. If, if you know anything about me, I'm trying to be the best. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to be the best at, at basketball or smoking weed or drinking booze. It's or, the achiever personality. Yep, and I that's want, also why we have to be careful with it. Because I want to beat hard. everybody. Yeah. And so I'm going to drink to get the most obliterated possible. And so I would drink butt ice. And I remember I probably had like six seven butt ices and then just drinking what we called smash which is your jungle juice which is ever clear and high c and fruit mixed together and the the dangerous thing is you can't really tell there's booze mix it just tastes like high c well and, and the fruit is like filled with it yeah because you soak and it in soak there. it yeah. for hours mm-hmm. gross and so i think you mix vodka in there too maybe it's um, a whole thing yeah and so i'm drinking that and i like high c you know ecto cooler fruit punch orange i like them all and so I'm just drinking it, and I remember, well, I don't remember a lot, but I remember waking up uh, in my room at our house, and if you are grossed up anything, just mute it for the next two minutes here. And and if this is going to give you a bad visual, just don't paint this picture of me. I remember walking to the bathroom, and I'm just, I'm there in my boxers, and I'm just, you know, pulling my stuff out to pee, and I just like shart my pants <laughs> like the first i'm 21 years old you guys i'm kidding you and i fart and like kind of shit a little bit in my pants too and i reach back and i'm like oh my god i just kind of like wet shit in my pants standing up and i'm like i love these boxers now i gotta throw these boxers away and i'm like i was so embarrassed of myself at that point and i'm like my roommates are gonna see i gotta make sure no one else is awake because i gotta now get in the shower wash my dirty ass clean off. myself up and i gotta take these underwear because i can't throw them in our normal trash i gotta like bag them up and throw them like outside outside and i can i can tell nobody about this <laughs> until 20 years later on the podcast and from thousands of people can hear um but people that, are gonna be like what did he just say <laughs> yeah that was my that was my low moment of like hey dude you are like not that's the first time I felt like even though before that many times I had lost control and I'd done really stupid things that was the first time I'm like yeah dude you 
have a problem here and you have to just really be aware. Yeah, yeah. evaluate. It's it's all funny and it is and but it's also <clears> serious, yeah. Because that was just this like I guess the pinnacle, but it would have been the start of me continuing to do stupid things like this. And I, it's really easy to kind of wander into those bad habits. And, and I understand how it happens for people because it becomes social. It becomes fun. It becomes what you do. It becomes part of your identity and who you are. And those guys who knew me back then, <clears throat> they still know me to this day, but anyone who meets me now would not even believe the things I used to do and who I was when I drank alcohol. Right. So I've done a, the 30 day alcohol experiment Mm -hmm. a million times there's months that go by where I don't drink because it's like it's just not I like certain things but and this is I'm not trying to give you guys tips but if you want them I don't I only drink at this point because now I can control it for a long time I couldn't drink at all I just couldn't because I knew if I had one drink I'd have two drinks then three drinks and then all of a sudden now I'm like peeing my pants and like headbutting the wall and shit and I'm like that's not a good look yeah and I mean for years when we were dating you were you really didn't well that much no and it's hard you still don't but i mean it's hard because people it's the only drug if you don't do it you have to explain yourself Mm -hmm. and that's fucked up and i'll say it again it's the only drug that if you don't do it you have to explain to people why you don't do it it's not like hey uh guys i don't do cocaine because Mm -hmm. i don't do heroin because it's so wrong and when you're when I'm older now and now I'm Jeremy Scott Fitness and I'm just me, no one really questions me yeah. and what I do. Because well, they're you're the healthy guy. <laughs> but when I was younger and I was not as established or whatever you want to say, people would give me shit like, "Oh man, you're not going to have a drink. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to be fun. Like why don't you live a little bit?" And it's hard when you're 26 years old or five years old and be like, "Hey guys, I had a like legit problem of like yeah. blacking out and like doing really." what I consider like just not horrible things, but just irresponsible, not mature things. And I didn't like the person that I was when I was doing it. And like, I wasn't like super violent and I didn't get like super depressed, but you do get mm-hmm. like a little bit sad, like mm-hmm. as you drink booze and like the aftermath of your behaviors and what you're doing, and you just don't feel good. And I didn't like the person I was not. And, and it's hard to say that when you're young, like, Hey guys, I just can't control it. Yeah. Like, that just wasn't acceptable, you know, at mm-hmm. least in our friend circle or back then. And so it's a hard place like to be and to navigate. So the longer that goes on, it becomes part of your identity. So all of a sudden now you're just like, well, now I don't drink anymore. People question it, which is really weird. Yeah. And it's like, I would hope uh take away from this is like, don't judge other people or question like why, like just let them do their own thing. And I don't know why it's so hard for people to well, understand. What's the only thing that people want you to join in with them doing when they're doing it? And to me, again, I don't, my brain doesn't operate in the real world. Like something's wrong with it, obviously. Uh, so when I see things, I, I see it like abstract. So if I look at, well, hey, let's all get together and have coffee. That's no different than all getting together and having oatmeal. Mm-hmm. It's just as arbitrary. It doesn't make sense. So to be like, well, why aren't you going to have a drink with me? Well, it's like, why aren't you going to do push-ups with me? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's equally as stupid, mm-hmm. yet we've made this socially acceptable in, in some way. And then we are going to, like, vilify our friends or make them feel bad because they're making a healthier choice. It, it really is kind of fucked up. And it's it's hard for probably a lot of you listening. Every social thing you go to revolves around food and booze. Yeah. Everyone. Mm-hmm. And 
you and I were talking. Driving in the hospitality industry. There's no way, dude. <laughs> like, I I can do it because I'm visiting in your world. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've watched it. So when we were in even Newport Beach, we go to this. I've never been to a food and like booze festival food before. And, yeah. It was like food and wine, but they had all booze there. Yeah. It's the first time I've ever been to anything like that. And to notice how it starts mm-hmm. versus how it finishes mm-hmm. is completely different. And you have to have a certain level of discipline and resolve when you show up to those things and be like, okay, I'm only going to have two beers. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I'm going to try you know, three food items or something. Otherwise you find yourself spiraling out of control and we've made it a focal point of everything we do. And so I understand it is super hard for you guys. Cause we were talking even yesterday when you're like, Hey, here's what, how I kind of want to map things out. And when I get invited to happy hours and, and so-and-so wants to catch up with me for my birthday and this and this, I'm like, you almost have to design it yourself. Hey, let's get coffee. Hey, let's go for a hike. Hey, let's do this instead of Let's go to happy hour and have drinks because that becomes the default for everyone. I know. And and I love a great happy hour. I do. But uh, just on top of everything else, it's just, it just adds up so quickly. Well, and this is just me from experience. I feel so much better when I don't drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing if you guys, I don't, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not judging you. Um, I have used, you know different kinds of drugs like marijuana, whatever it is for, for years as a, as a young, as a young kid. And then intermittently as an adult, I feel so much better when I'm not on anything, mm-hmm. when uh, there's no edibles, when there's no weed, when there's no alcohol, when there's, I just wake up way faster, clear. Oh my, it's not even close. And that's the one thing I would say, I don't, I'm not going to be here that long. We're all going to die someday. Mm-hmm. That's how I operate, and I say it to Heather all the time. Probably freaks her out, um, but I think that I want my brain to be clear because I only I don't have that many great ideas. I'm not that smart, so I want when I do have one, I want to remember it. I want to write it down, and that's when I feel like I'm my most inspirational, my most motivated. I can listen to people better, um, I can articulate things better, I can help them better when I'm not on drugs and alcohol. And I'm not saying you you don't have to give all those things up if you like escapism and you want to do fun stuff, but for me personally, I feel like I'm just a better person when I'm not doing it versus when I am doing it. No, I agree. And it's like, I can beat myself up like, oh gosh, like I, I had too many drinks and now I feel like crap. And now I have all this shame the next day. And now I'm going backwards and I just, you know, ruined all the healthy eating and the exercise that I did, you know, the day prior. And it's like, it, you can easily, I've found myself sometimes getting in that spiral or that cycle and like drinker's remorse. Yeah. And it's like, ugh, I don't want to do that. And why have I continued to do that? You know, d- different seasons of life, if I'm whatever I have going on. And, and so there just comes a point, And I think maybe now that I'm getting older, it's where I just want to reevaluate everything and uh, focus on just my total health and how do I feel and um, just how can I be a better version of myself moving forward and it's always going to require hard work and effort and you're I'm not perfect and I know that you're gonna I'll make mistakes and have failures but um, just to to just be better is my goal what is your 
I can share some of your worst stories. Oh my God. So I was I'll, like waiting. This is why uh, I like, don't want to talk about it. Now, now that you got me on here, oh, I know so many of yours. Oh my. <laughs> I, I'm going to be completely honest with you and everybody here. I'm so like tired today. Um, from just this whole week and everything I'm doing. Your eyes look tired. Yeah, I'm smoked right now. So I'm sorry if I sound like an idiot. Um, but just until this moment, I had not, if I was like normal me, like, like refreshed, I would have thought of all your worst drinking stories just since I've known you. And I just thought of like three. Cause you met me at what? 23. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, two really good ones come to mind. What are you going to share? Because it's like, who's listening to this? Um, <clears throat> this isn't that I won't share anything <clears throat> super terrible. There's, but I have three really good ones and I'll, I can share the clips of them with you and then you can pick which one you want. Do, okay. Or what do you, what do you think is your worst? Is it with me or no? Cause if you got a worse one, let's hear that. Like from your younger days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Like my most embarrassing. <clears throat> yeah. I just remember in college. It's so embarrassing. Oh. And there's this like football. Like, okay. Let me let me give you a, a preview of the three I have. Okay. Your birthday on Halloween. That's, my birthday's not on Halloween, but. Your mom jeans. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. For my men's fitness event mm-hmm. in New York. And then uh, Jeff and Emily's. Yes. Jeff and Emily's is probably the worst. <laughs> I probably won't explain that one. That's too. That's probably too bad, right? Yeah. Okay. So you share your college. <laughs> you can share your college one. It's fine. I'll share the the men's fitness one too. It's funny. Okay. Um. So I got invited <laughs> to the the football players and the baseball players. Um, in college like would host this like holiday party and it was like so cool if you could like get a date with one of them and I got a date with a baseball player that I had a crush on and so I was like super excited you like get dressed up in like cocktail attire and they rent out this bar and so we did the whole we went to the event and one of my other friends was invited as well and Obviously, I drank too much. I ended up making out with one of the football players on, like, the, um, I think it was, like, a pool table. So, not even with my team. Classy. And then, I actually don't want to talk about this, actually. What would you drink in college, though? What? What would you drink in college? Red Bull what? Rockstar what? Rockstar vodka. and um, You're from that time frame. Yeah, and... Bush light was big. <laughs> mm. You guys are really classed it up there. Yeah. Um, since you don't want to go down that road. Um, yeah. Now that I was thinking about it, I'm like, probably shouldn't talk about this. Okay. So not making out on a pool table with some random dude. Okay. Uh, one time uh, I did this thing for men's fitness. They were looking for like the fittest dudes like in America or something like that. Some generic weird thing. And uh, we met a lot of good people here. Um, a lot of good fitness pros. You want me to tell a story? Sure. <laughs> or not? No, it's fine. Heather's looking at me right now, you guys, like she doesn't want me to share it. Well, yeah, it's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not the point of it? Okay, we'll move forward. <laughs> I'll share you. You can it. share it. It's fine. We're no, already no. no. Do you want me to share? It's fine. I don't need to if you don't want me to. No, it's okay. 
It's gra- it's graphic though. I know. Because I had to clean everything up. I know. Okay. So we, this, the story must go on. This is normal stuff. Everybody drinks and pukes. It's not, yeah, a, it's not I a big know. deal. It's just the way that you did it was yeah. so amazing. So we do this event for men's fitness. It's really great. I mean, there's awesome people. Ciroc. This is it. We're old. So Ciroc puts this thing on. Sponsored this, it. Yeah. P. Diddy's. Um, it's vodka, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm doing the event, all the stuff. Heather meets these two friends of hers. That she didn't know before. We took like a cab together from the hotel. Yeah. We were super nice girls. Yeah. And um, the food's all free. Mm-hmm. The drinks are all free. So cranberry. It's like amazing club. You're in Manhattan. Yeah. I forget even where it was. In the meatpacking district. We're all down there. Like Chelsea neighborhood, I think. Yeah. It was super cool. And uh, so the drinks are free. The food is free. And uh, I'm doing my thing. Heather's meeting her friends, dancing. To I mean, you know. I am dancing my heart out. And this is when like... The Jay-Z and Alicia yes. Keys New York song is mm-hmm. like the top the of the epitome, top. Yeah, it was like the timing and was you, perfect. you are how old? 24? <clears throat> Something like that. We're young. This mm-hmm. is my, my first like real big fitness thing that happened for me. Um, outside of just like yeah. being in magazines itself. And so Heather's just really feeling herself. And, and I'm uh, just dancing with these complete strangers, but having like the best night ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they were like, I feel like they were like tray passing drinks like constantly. Oh, and it, it was all nonstop yeah. and it was free, mm-hmm. like everything. So you're doing cranberry vodkas. Like sugary drinks. Which you don't do. And then eating the, the salmon and the, the you know, whatever, whatever else. Whatever appetizer, yeah. Is for dinner. So we go, um, we're there all night. We get back to, we're staying at the standard hotel um we get back to the room uh heather passes out with a full dress on and everything and a couple hours later i find my beautiful girlfriend at the time puking um but not in the toilet you guys in the sink yeah and so gross. if you I'm didn't sorry. know if you didn't know anything about my wife she does not puke mm-hmm. in the toilets only in sinks or outside i don't know what that is that's for another episode but i I, felt horrible i remember the sink there was about two inches deep it's one of those weird like european sinks or whatever it's for and very shallow and the grates were very tiny and the reason i share that with you is because the sink was full of puke that was red and had chunks of like spinach and salmon in it it, you guys And it was not draining. Mm-hmm. And I share that for the fact of men's health is paying for this a hotel room, men's fitness, excuse me. And I know if this is what shows up in the morning when the housekeepers are here, men's fitness is never calling me again <laughs> or working with me again. So what do I do? I take the little cup they give you for water and I have to move the puke from the sink to the toilet by hand about 50 times just to get rid of it. As Heather is just passed out in bed. And that was, I was not the happiest human at the moment. I know. <laughs> but to your defense, you did get up the next morning early as hell. And we did all the sightseeing yes. stuff that we need to see like a trooper. So you were young. Because I felt really bad. And you could recover. <laughs> um, and I didn't want to ruin a day. I wanted to see everything. I know. But that was. That was bad. That was a rough one, man. Yeah. Oh, God. I just. I'll never forget it because I'm like, they're never going to work with me again if I leave this here. They're like, what a irresponsible. Yeah. And I'm like, it wasn't me, you guys. Mm-hmm. But that wouldn't have been a, 
That wouldn't have been a good but excuse. But we left no trace. Yeah. Cleaned it. It was perfect. <laughs> uh, the point is, is, of those stories, it's just, we all have those. Yeah. There's um, some really embarrassing moments um, that I would like to just... Forget. Forget, and I regret for sure. <clears throat> and I'm not saying, like, you guys haven't had great times having drinks with people, and it's a it's a bonding thing. You're like, hey, having a beer with, like, your dad or your brother. I, I get all that. But I think if you really look back on your life, there's a lot of negative things that come with it, especially, like, when I think back, and I'm not going to get super serious here, but, like, as a kid, seeing the way, like, my dad would drink and, like, friends would drink and things that they did, it's just I don't have good memories of it. I really don't. And maybe that's why I like, you know, you saw a certain behavior, then you mimic it. And then hopefully you could become mature enough to grow out of it where I'm like, Hey, the only way I can responsibly do this. And, and this is for me setting safeguards. I'll never have more than two drinks, seeing my best friend, maybe being like the exception. And I'm not going to keep things in the house that are going to tempt me. Now we have probably like 50 different kinds of whiskey at home, but I'm not a, I've never once sat at my house and turned on a football game and cracked a beer open. Mm-hmm. or a whiskey. I've never done that. Only if we're like entertaining. Yeah. It's just not who I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you guys can't do that, but I know if I kept certain things in the house or certain things in sight and I started certain behaviors, it could snowball the wrong way. So I've set up certain parameters and signed a contract with myself and said, hey, this is how it's going to be. This is what you're going to do. Even if you're out somewhere and you're having fun and you're in the moment, if you hit the two drinks, Jeremy, you're not having a third. That's just like, that's my hard stop. I have to do that. It's like how I'm not going to skip a workout. It's the same commitment I make to myself. And I guess everybody has to have some kind of governing body over themselves of what they, what they can handle, what they can control, what they can do. Because just like Heather shared and myself, I feel so much better when I don't do it. Mm-hmm. And for you now, because any of you've done this for a couple of years, you can go out to dinner and not have a drink and not die. Yeah. <laughs> But people don't think that, though. Yeah. Like, we went out to the Phoenician. Mm-hmm. Me, you, Janet, Dave. Everybody had drinks but you. Yeah. You made it. Was it any less... No, it wasn't even hard. Was it any I mean, less at fun? that point, it was like after Nashville and everything. I'm like, mm, I'm good. You're a little disgusted with yourself. <laughs> but you know where people feel like they can't go to a wedding. They can't yeah. go to uh, meet friends for a happy hour and just be the odd one out not drinking alcohol. But you can be. Mm-hmm. You really can and how hard, if you look back on it, how hard was it for you to do 35 days? It wasn't hard because I would, you just have to want to change. And I think um, when you get to that point, like I was just so sick and tired of being sick and tired. And when you, when I hit that point for myself, I'm, I'm really good about making changes, whatever that, whatever, whatever that is, that's important to me at that time. So and so if somebody's like looking to do it, like say, you know, mm-hmm. it kind of sounds cool. What's the, you know, the, the three biggest things I should do? Mm. The book. Yeah, I think I, I think the book is really helpful or, you know, the podcast on the subject can be very helpful. That probably freak you out for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think just writing out your goals and maybe that is in a journal, daily journal, or marking it, marking it on the calendar, and every day, you know, you see it, you cross it out, whatever works for you, depending on the type of person. But the public declarations too, mm-hmm. like saying you're going to do something like out loud, like to, telling your partner or 
a friend or family member like, hey, I'm going to do this and I'm committing to this. And so that can be really helpful, holding yourself accountable. And like, what if you have a partner who they're not going to do it and you want to do it and that tempts you? You know, like that, yeah. I, I see for a lot of people be the tough part where if it's you and me, right? Like you have to just support each other. You're not going to talk me into Easier anything. said than done. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you have a certain partner where if there's certain things you could suggest to me that I'd probably be like, yeah, we could probably do that. And the same thing for you, where if you have that partner who wants to really make the change, but the other one's like, well, hey, just have like one drink. And then it, you're just an easy pushover. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to have a, a psychopath in the house who's like, no, we're not doing this. Here's mm-hmm. the days. I do see that being a barrier for a lot of people. Oh, for sure. If you can't both get kind of on the same page mm-hmm. or at least have them. Yeah. If you could do it together. I mean, that's just like healthy eating, cooking together. It's so much easier. So I feel for the people that don't have that help and support and feel alone in the journey. But maybe that's when you reach out to a friend like, hey, do you want to do this with me or a family member? And then you guys can be each other's support system. I guess one question I would ask, if what if I was a, like a big, I don't like wine at all. <laughs> I don't understand it. I think it tastes like dirty socks. Um, that could be challenging if you were like, let's go on this, let's go wine tasting and let's do this and that. And So let's say, I wouldn't be an asshole like that, but I'm saying, like, you know, hey, you're not going to drink for 30 days. Hey, let me plan a, a wine tour. But what if you said, hey, Jeremy, I'm going to do these 30 days of no drinking wine. Yet I came home and every Friday and Saturday night I drank wine with dinner. Yeah, that. Do you think you'd have made it? I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea. And then what if I was trying to push you into it? I think I would because I was so ready to take a break. But you were at the fed up point. Yeah. But it would be tougher, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why I I I frame it that way, just because that would be hard for people when you have it constantly around, constantly in your face. I guess if you cannot keep it in the house. And not readily available, that's probably the best bet for a lot of people. Because then you actually have to go out and get it. Yeah. Um, so anyone else, I would say, if you're going to pick a time frame, like like Heather mentioned, if it's with a friend or with like family or with like a group, but like a dry January, like those types of mm-hmm. things tend to work super well. Because you might find yourself after this holiday season. You're done. <laughs> yeah, but hopefully not. Hopefully you can, you know, mitigate it beforehand and just pick your spots. And again, like anything, we're not. Like, I'm all about, yeah, enjoy your life and have fun and moderation. But yeah, it sometimes that just is challenging. And, and I'm the first to admit that I get caught up in it too in the moment and want to whole... do all the things and be super social and and social drinking and all that. So um you just got to be aware and set some boundaries and also just figure out what you want to accomplish for yourself and not care what anyone else thinks. Well, cause for you, your industry is so, yeah, it's all about whining and dining and entertaining. And thankfully I work from home so I can like separate it, but yeah, it's constantly when you're, when I'm with clients or with, my colleagues and, and but you don't always partake though no you pick your spots yeah or I just have I'm really good with moderation like on work trips and um and I'll go to try to go to bed early and always make it into the hotel gym early before the meeting starts so I hold myself accountable which is hard 
because when you're in the gym, no one else is in there. Mm-hmm. And there's <clears throat> amenities sent to your room, drinks and <laughs> treats. And it's just like the temptation is always there. <laughs> Basically, they're just trying to make you drunk and fat and <laughs> stupid and lazy all at the same time. And it's like most, it's not just our industry. It's literally like corporate America, but... Well, that's all the incentive stuff, right? Hey, we're going to take you here and you can drink and eat whatever you want. It's the best. It's, again, I'm all for enjoying food and drink. It's just I believe that we do it at this extreme level of abundance and we have more access to it now than we ever have. And it's really become a thing and it's super challenging. And, again, I'm not telling you not to do it, but if you, if nothing else, for a lot of people, if you – and I say this all the time. I don't think there's a lot of adults who haven't went three days – in their adult life and not drink booze and just ate protein produce and drink water. I really believe that most adults don't They eat things that are processed in a bag in a box and they go through fast food restaurants and they drink booze and they take drugs and they're on prescription medications. And it's sad. And it's, it's so sad. And it's like, I just want them to understand, like you could feel so much better just by eliminating even half of it. Just, start little by little cutting it out and making changes but again it's hard work for people and if it seems daunting like 30 days if that seems like a huge number pick a week yeah pick seven one days. week at a time and because it'll show you if nothing else like you meant what you said you did what you said you followed through you made a commitment it's and almost, you'll feel so proud of yourself that's the thing mm-hmm. it's a snowball effect yeah if you can do a week, you could build it into two weeks. But if nothing else, it shows you you don't have to always go out no. and have drinks. Mm-hmm. And I don't suffer from the fear of missing out shit. I don't. <laughs> I know. I, I wish. I really don't I understand I wish I could it. be more like you, Jeremy, in ways. Um, only certain ways would you want to. Well, yeah. Uh, that, again, I just, I know everything's not for me. And everything's not going to serve me. I guess the way I look at it, and maybe you guys can take this as you leave today, it's when you're doing things, I always ask myself the question, does this add value to my life or is it going to take away value from my life? And if I go like leave here today and my uncle's in town, um, I'll go stop by and see him. He's at my mom's and maybe I'll have a drink, right? That's fine. If I sat there and had four and that drink might have us just talking shit, reminiscing, do whatever, that's going to add value to my life in some small way. Now, the alcohol is not healthy, but it's a social thing. And so I can justify it in that way for me personally. If I have five drinks, I got to wake up tomorrow at four o'clock in the morning and be here. That's going to crush me yeah. my whole day. That's going to take away. And you're going to be so away. mad at yourself. Yeah. And just I'm going to feel like shit the whole day. Everything's going to be off. And I guess I just don't like to feel bad. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not willing to pay the price of feeling like shit to make other people happy or to enjoy the moment under the super hard influence Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how I weigh everything because if you make a commitment to yourself I'm going to get up every day and go for a walk I'm going to get up every day and work out I'm going to eat real food every day you there's certain things you have to do in order to be able to get up early and have the energy to do that and so if you're drinking and eating like shit you're not in a position to get up and do those things it's going to make it that much harder yeah And if that means you go to sleep a little earlier and don't stay up and drink wine all night, and then you just have an earlier start to your day and an earlier end to it, but you're more active, it just breeds this whole mentality of being more physically fit and just, and not just physically, but mentally too. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's not crazy, huh? Uh, 
So since we talked about alcohol and how it's terrible for you, do you want to promote dry farm, <laughs> dry farm wines? So since I do still like wine, um, I... What is your favorite wine? Um, I... Like a rosé? Yeah, like rosé. It depends. Like rosé, I guess, in the summertime. And then I love a Pinot Gris from Oregon, Willamette Valley, and a Pinot Noir. Um, but dry farm wines, I do tend to try to buy only natural or organic wine, even though it's still alcohol, um, it's lower alcohol content typically and sourced from organic farms. So you don't have all the additives and chemicals in the soil and the fermentation process. And that's the other thing. They mm -hmm. let people add in a ton oh, of yes. shit to your booze. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you can try to swap out for more organic natural, it will help. And then also there's typically no added sugar. So it's just the real natural sugar, low sugar or zero sugar. So do you um, think it tastes better? Well, I like drier wine. I don't like super sweet. Maybe back when I was like younger, because when you first get introduced, it's what's like that, sugar wine. What's that like Boone's Farm? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like a Riesling is super sweet. And that's, I think, for the most part, people kind of what, start with that. I'm going to embarrass your parents here. What is the um, the awesome wine they always try to offer me? <laughs> 14 hands. Is then they th and they think it's like legit. Yeah. Where do you? It's not though. It's like cheap, like ten dollar maybe bottle, and it's um. It definitely is. You don't like it, do you? Not a quality wine. I'm a I'm a wine snob though. Uh, like I like. 14 hands um, at Total Wine is 8.99. Oh yeah. That's legit, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they offer it like it's this. I'm like, no, I don't. I don't like liquid wine gold. I don't. I don't like wine guys. But thank you. Anyways, it just popped in my head. Yeah, it's so funny. It's they're cute, very cute. But, but they live by wine country, so I'm just kind of confused. <laughs> I mean, you like what you like, right? Yeah. Like I guess, but if you're gonna go, like, I would say in I mean, this, they could buy the best wines right from the vineyards. They're all around them. Yeah. Yeah. But not not all wines are organic, though. Like it's rare. Right? It's starting to be more um accessible you're starting to see it more stores organic and natural um but yeah because of the industry and i think the u the usda when i or, think I mean, if, if you're talking like pure natural wine like the estimate's probably like zero point like one percent meets like the strict criteria that like dry farms does yeah that's why we partner with them, and Heather likes how it tastes, obviously. And it's great for, um, now they're going to be running a lot of holiday promotions, but they have like a gifting program, so if you're looking for like hosting gifts, the holidays, entertaining, corporate gifts, so it's a great option because you can customize a box and then gift it to somebody or bring the wines for a hostess gift, and so we'll definitely be sharing those links here. Now that it's crazy November. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys want to check it out, uh, the link's in the show notes, but it's just dryfarmwines.com slash Dreamers Got Fitness. You can buy a bottle, get another bottle for a penny. Um, it's what we do. And again, none of this makes any sense. We promote booze on the uh, podcast about not drinking booze. But we're also realists too. Like in a perfect world, you guys, I would tell you never to drink alcohol, never do drugs, and only eat real food that's organic. But I also live in reality. And cinnamon rolls also have no value to you nutritionally, but guess what? Um, they taste fucking awesome. And 
You and I ate some last night. And they were amazing. <laughs> and I would I have zero remorse. I wish I would have ate them all. I wish you weren't even home so I could eat all of them. I ate two and I was like... But they're the real ones. They're real ingredients. I forget the brand, but man, they're amazing. I forget the brand too. And I cook them. I'm going to always say this. I do cook. Oh yeah. He doesn't let me bake. You tried once. The how cinnamon was, rolls. How was it? You burnt them. They were gross. You got to undercook them just slightly, you guys. My point is, is that they have no value to your life other than it makes you feel happy for a couple of moments. I know. <laughs> I'm you more than me. Oh gosh. Because you am... like talk about it. Like it's like almost like sexual in a way like you get so excited you're like oh this makes me so happy that's what this what it's word for word yeah i know you're like oh my god this this makes me so happy i love this like that or like chocolate croissants or like whatever you're yeah is. just like not all sweets but like the certain ones that i really enjoy that are good that i don't obviously eat like all the time it's like so exciting yeah <laughs> And I think because we do it so, you know, sparingly, it becomes a treat. Yeah. We enjoy it. We do it in moderation. We buy like a one serving and then it's done. And the the connection I'm making is you can use alcohol the same way Mm -hmm. where if you don't do it often, you do appreciate it much more and you don't feel bad when you do it. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's the, the last thing I'll leave you guys with and we'll let you go. I don't have eater's remorse because now I've gotten control of my overeating. I don't have a drinker's remorse because I've gotten control of my drinking. I have a healthy relationship with all foods and all drinks. And now I'm 39 years old. And it took me a long fucking time to get here. It really did. And I like to think I have a pretty good, you know, mentality. Um, but it was hard for me to break a lot of habits and, and get out of a lot of cycles. And now I don't do the same things I used to do. Yeah. And now I do really enjoy them. And I, that's a hopefully a place you guys can all get to is just really – Enjoy these things. And I understand like booze has no value and cinnamon rolls have no value and chips have no value. But sometimes it's just fun to eat and drink things that you like, especially if you have a good relationship with them and you really appreciate them and enjoy them. But if you find yourself, you know, doing more than you want to, drinking more than you want to, not liking the person you are, I think the alcohol experiment's a good book just to start with. Yeah. And just kind of evaluate your relationship with things. And ask yourself this, if if you can't go more than a couple of days, you know, without something do you really have control over that thing or does that thing have control over you? And that's a question I would kind of leave to everybody because we kind of, we, we turn to certain things, whether it's food or alcohol or drugs as a default or like a coping mechanism to help with certain things. And it can mask the pain for a little bit, but it never really solves the root cause of the problem and what you're doing. And if you can kind of get to the source of that and replace it and work on healthy habits and become addicted to something else, like if it's split squats or pushing a sled or something stupid like that, that you're a healthier person, I think you'll be better off for it. I agree. Well said. So any other questions you guys have for us, uh, drop them below. Um, will you shoot me a link to uh, the alcohol experiment? Yeah. And so I'll put that in the show notes too if you guys want to pick the book up. Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. A couple of bucks. Um, it's a good, helpful place to start. And again, this is just, we're not experts on anything. Um, we're just two knuckleheads. Uh, trying to navigate life and we've done a lot of dumb things and you know as we get older we do less dumb things for sure Um, but again it's easy to fall into a lot of these things as you go and so uh, this is what we've done and what's helped us and hopefully uh, if nothing else you guys got a laugh or two out of today and don't look at me like 
any less of a person here. So, uh, again, if you guys want to check out our uh, 30 for 30 challenge here, it's kicking off on November the 14th. You guys can join for free, and then you can do the entire challenge for just a couple of pennies. It's free for app members. Uh, Jeremy's got fitness dot app slash challenge is the link it's in the show notes you guys can pick it up and if you want a free sample of athletic greens or the beam products hit me up i'm happy to send those right to your front door uh thank you guys as always i'll be back on the podcast maybe friday but sunday i have uh my dude chris uh, brault coming in talking about everything breathing uh how to maintain heavy breathing uh, working with uh, athletes trauma everything that involves breathing which if you didn't know um one of the most important things you can do because if you're not breathing you're dead. So there's that. Uh, but I might pop on Friday before that if I get a minute. Otherwise, I'll be back on next Sunday for sure. Thank you, Heather, as always. Thank you. And uh, if you guys happen to be on Apple Podcast, drop it a five-star, leave a comment. I truly would appreciate it. And if you're on Spotify, drop it a five-star. Um, it'd mean a lot to us as well. And share it with anybody um, you think it can help or, if nothing else, uh, get a laugh out of my younger day stupidity. So Thank you, guys. Until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.